It was good to have you down anyway. I'm glad you've took the time to come talk to us. I appreciate it. Brilliant. We were scheduled to do this in March before lockdown, weren't we? And I held off because I wanted to record it in person with you. Um, unfortunately, lockdown and corona didn't allow us to do that. But I'm dead interested to hear your story and your background and how you've got to, to clear futures communities. First of all, Martin, if you just tell us what you've been doing during lockdown, because I know you've been doing like superb work in the community. Yeah, cheers, Dave. Um, first, just like to say, you know, thanks very much for inviting me down. Um, I think it's quite um, it's good that it's the first live one in person. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've been winding a few people up saying Devil that, you, be that you chose uh, me <laughs> yeah. as the first one. So you know, you've obviously got very good taste. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you valued the uh, your business moving forward. Yeah. Um, now we've just. Um, Basically, as as lockdown sort of struck uh, back in, that was March, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, basically, we, we realised pretty quickly that we weren't going to be able to get face-to-face mm-hmm. with the normal clients that we were working with. So we, we just thought we're going to have to do something. I needed a project and I needed to keep busy. Um, so we had the van um, and, you know, we had quite a, a good following on Facebook and some of the social media platforms. So we just, we put a post out there, like probably day two or three of the lockdown, mm-hmm. just to say, um, listen, you know, we're, we're going to support. And we, we put a, a message out to say if anyone needed any mental health support, low-level mental health, or, yeah. or needed like a bit of motivational stuff or a bit of coaching, we were there for them. And we were just going to run it remotely um, and over the phone. So we started getting a few referrals for that. But we also said, listen, um, a lot of the food banks are struggling because they normally rely on donations from supermarkets. Yeah. But the supermarkets, as you know, uh, couldn't get the food on the shelves quick enough. So <sighs> so, the, so the the uh, the backlash of that was they didn't have a lot of surplus of food. Yeah. So that wasn't feeding back to the food banks. So even well-established food banks were like, had you know less food when they needed more yeah so i was like right okay so we put a post out um to basically say if anybody was just going shopping and you know they, they, they could afford just to throw a few extra tins in mm-hmm. or you know some non-perishable goods um and basically we just we created a monster really it just went i was coming out out of our house in the morning and i'd like i'd trip over a box of tins that <laughs> I didn't even know who'd left it in the end it was just it's good to show though that the, the community's getting behind people because uh, there was kind of like Covid was kind of like almost three tiers of kind of people who suffered from it weren't there mm-hmm. so there was the people who were just furloughed or working from home who were still getting money in but they just had to stay in there was people who were obviously getting sick from it and really poor there from the actual virus but then people who you're working with who can't even feed themselves kind of it's it's people like me and other people don't actually appreciate that there was like them people who couldn't actually eat or feed themselves and that. So that's it. The fact I, that people uh, were willing to help you out as well with tins and all that—it's fantastic, isn't it? Oh, to see the community come together. Oh, it was crazy, but it was just like it was on so many different levels. That that's that's what got us really, because it was like so. Some of the some of the just as a few examples, like um, a guy found out we were doing it. Um, and wanted to shave his hair off for, for charity yeah. and didn't know who to do it for. So one of my mates knows him through like a golf club. So he just said, listen, my pal's got a community interest business. Yeah. He's supporting local communities. Um, and he just went, yeah, I like the sound of that. Sent him some stuff over from what Clear Futures was. Phoned me. He went, listen, it's, it's really gaining momentum, this. He said, I've only put it out to a couple of WhatsApp groups. Um you know, and, and I'm up to like a thousand pounds. Wow. So anyway, um, he, he did it and it was like, it was in that, it was in excess of like a couple of grand. It, it, it kept, it, come, it just kept coming in and then he'd ring me and say, you know, I've got another 50, 60 quid here. Yeah. So we'd go out and buy what we were doing with that. What we tried to do with that was purchase stuff that was like a bit more bespoke. So we, we, we spent a lot of it on, like sanitary products mm-hmm. um, and uh, cosmetics that people don't think about. Stuff you take for granted when there's surplus of it, isn't there? But when it becomes it. scarce, you, you kind of like, yeah. all right, we need them essentials, don't we? And we yeah. were buying like um, meat hampers. So we approached a couple of butchers and said, listen, this is what we're doing. Um, and they were giving us 
given it to us for like just over cost. Mm-hmm. So because it's okay, it's it's great with the non-perishable stuff, taking people tins of beans, um, but or taking them like we got loads of jars of like curry sauce donated and pasta. But it's no good if you've got no chicken to go in it. Yeah. Or or, or no beef to go in it. Yeah, yeah. So we thought, well, wouldn't it be cool? If we could, if we could do fresh meat deliveries along with the tins <laughs> and the jars, so uh, that was quite good. Um, so how many food banks were you working with then throughout the? Well, the, at the height of it, we were supporting 10, 10 different locations. So right across from uh, Liverpool, so we're Liverpool City Centre working with a homeless uh, hub there, and uh, we were supporting uh, a food bank in Anfield. Then we worked our way up. Then we were in um, Fazakli, mm-hmm. Kirby. Um, St. Helens, Skelmersdale. Um, so, because what happens was, once people found that we were doing it, they were like, well, right, our so-and-so's involved with one over here, can you help them? So then we got a company um, that came on and went, listen, um, we're a haulage firm. Um, we don't want anybody to know uh, that, we're, that we're donating to you um, for you know security reasons. Mm-hmm. And they were just a real sort of modest family really yeah. um, but you know quite successful and local so they said um, you know we, we get the odd pallet of food that might might have a bit of damage or it might be a, a wrong order mm-hmm. and the company where it's come from don't want it back so you're like what do you think so I was like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so it was like that was quite a pivotal phone call because right. what came after that was just bonkers because <laughs> We'd get a phone call. I'm at, um, we've got two cases of um, cornflakes, you know, two pallets of cornflakes. And I was like, oh, cool, yeah. You know, the families will love that. Yeah. And then the next day it was like, we've got two pallets of olives. And I was like, right, okay. Then it was, we've got a pallet of Christmas puddings. <laughs> and it was just like everything else in between. So I was like, I was, um, I've, I've become infamous for <laughs> introducing um, olives into scam. To the Mediterranean into yeah, a yeah, scam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then the other one was, which is a bit of a standing joke, um, was four pallets of pickled onions, silver skin onions, which somewhere along the line had had a bit of damage. And the, I, I basically just contaminated the 10 community hubs with the smell of pickled onions oh because God. they the, the, the smell must have just soaked into the, yeah. the labels <laughs> so I was like the, the, constant so, reminder though of the help that you've, you've so, given people yeah yeah so I'm like I'm like the known as the onion the onion man Every, the onion everywhere man. they go they go no more onions because you can't get rid of them so I ended up I've got a video somewhere of me and three volunteers on our hands and knees washing the jars of onions yeah. and drying them before we could take them to places so I could write a book really yeah. on, on was that the most what was the most random item was it the, the pickled onions or I think the uh, probably the Christmas puddings took some whacking. Bit like, random, like because yeah. we, 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 we were in, <laughs> in March. It was, yeah, it was May, and I was like, you know, I don't mind, I don't mind like a couple of spoonfuls of Christmas pudding yeah. on Christmas Day just to keep you know me me my mother-in-law happy because she's she's made it or she's bought it, but you know, but as someone as somebody said, if you're hungry, it's cake. Yeah, yeah. So I made I made two phone calls uh, to two community centres, and they just went, yeah bring it on get it mm-hmm. down here so we were using um we were using a social club um as as a food as our own food hub really yeah so we're bringing all the stuff into there and then we were distributing it but then obviously the club you know was going to reopen so we had to sort of like wind that down so we've been using different venues we had a hotel that that gave us some floor space nice yeah. um we had another business uh, that gave us some floor space so We've had to be like really creative, you know, and 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 quite, um, you know, logistically. Yeah. It's it, it's been it's been a big operation, um, because obviously somebody would bring a carry bag of of mixed stuff in. So what we were having to do, we were having to like coordinate that. So we 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 had volunteers splitting it into into jars and tins mm-hmm. and cosmetics and toiletries, so we could take a variety of stuff to the to the individual hubs but what 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 came across um massively was as you touched on before how community come together i just think you know it it, it it's been amazing because people have stepped up yeah who normally either don't feel as if they've had to or 
I've just never had the time or the inclination to do it. Yeah, and now they had the perfect opportunity, didn't they? Yeah, they, they were getting either, paid. Yeah. They were on furlough. As you said, In some, you know, it's been such a... It's been layered so much for me, um, the, 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 the lockdown. Mm-hmm. Because as you've said there, there's, the, the, there's very people, a lot of different people in different situations. Some people actually have been financially better off because yeah. they're not travelling, yeah. they're not parking. They're not going out for business lunches, they're not going out for meals, but they've still been getting the salary. Yeah. Is it Martin Lewis, the money guy, the money expert? Mm. He, he was saying that it's the first time that he's known people who, who have been able to actually like save substantial amounts of money, who've never been able to like save before through yeah. one thing or another. Mm. So it's been actually like a benefit for some people having this this period where they can't go out, can't spend the money. But yeah. yeah, you're quite right, it's been layered, hasn't it? There's been different people in different circumstances. Yeah. But then we we've seen, you know, the the thin edge of the wedge where um you know, like we 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 seen a couple of situations where um, families are really struggling um, because they'd have a member of the family who was struggling with addiction, um, and that's that's an area you know that we work in. Yeah. Um, and early on, that th- this was highlighted to us, and I was like, wow, this is just the, there's there's going to be so many um, areas of this that we haven't even seen yet. And and one of the scenarios was the um, the husband was normally out doing a few odd jobs, um, you know, just b- bits of gardening and mm-hmm. bits of decorating and was getting his, his, his bit of spending money, which he used on, on drink. He, he was buying alcohol with it. Yeah. So the money that was coming into the family through, you know, social services was feeding the kids and, and, and keeping, a, you know, a roof above their heads. Mm. Obviously, once lockdown hit, he lost, he lost his little bit of work, um, but he still needed to, to, to feed his alcohol addiction. Yeah. So he was using, he had to use the money that the family were normally using to feed them. So the wife, for the first time ever, was having to access food banks. Um, so you know it was things like that that yeah. that 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 was that was unseen really, um, and then obviously all the mental health implications that that comes with. Um, but I think, without being. Um, negative or doom and gloom because we are really positive and you know with the stuff you've been doing and the stuff we've been doing you know our job is to is to keep people's spirits up really yeah, and, and yeah. but 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 i think we've also got to be aware um that that that, that there's that there's probably you know uh, a lot of stuff coming over the hill that we don't know about yet definitely i agree i think it's we, we can like bury our heads in the sand and just be like oh look, try and be positive come on we've got this but there is going to be a massive gulf of mental health issues when we do start to see people get to some sort of normality, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you, did you have much work with the homeless during the, the COVID? I know you've mentioned homeless. Yeah, yeah. I think well, that's something that I've never even been aware of. How did the coronavirus and COVID affect the homeless? Well, actually, um, there, there was a, a, a massive, obviously, we realised that it was a major issue because, you know, people on the streets were obviously very, very vulnerable, more yeah. vulnerable than normal. Um, so basically what happened was um, hotel chains um, that obviously had had to close um, stepped up uh, in conjunction with the, the local councils and they basically they opened the hotels up oh, nice. to, to, for, for, the, for yeah. the homeless um, and then there was different organisations that we were supporting that were feeding them. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one particular one um, that, that, that basically had a, took over 28 rooms um, and it was really interesting speaking to them because they said there was just such a, a cross-section of people. Um, like there was people who'd just become, um, you know, recently homeless. Um, there was one case of a guy who worked for um, some type of organisation um, and he was like the odd job man and, and did the gardening. Yeah. Um, and as part of his job, there was like a static caravan in the grounds where he lived and he'd lived there for 10 years mm-hmm. so he hadn't had to like that that was that was that was his home and he got his wages the organization went into lockdown he couldn't go to work so he lost his home so so he he, he so so there's, there's the likes of that and then the other end of the scale is obviously these people who've, who've been you know on the streets for a long time yeah um so it's just been so complex for, 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 for communities yeah. to, to sort of work through. And again, I think what it's proved is 
as a country and as a region actually um how good we are you know yeah. um you know and 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 how people have have pulled together um what we've been talking a lot about is the transition now about formalizing uh, some of the volunteering and I think this is going to be a big area moving forward because right. there's people who've been on furlough like I've had volunteers working with Clear Futures who've been on furlough and I just wanted to do something and, and I've never really had the time in the past to yeah. do it so they've stepped up and they've really enjoyed it and they don't want it to stop but they can't commit to the level that they have been doing because they're going back to work, they're going back to work. Yeah. so I think I think our job now and, and the community centre's jobs are to, to look at them volunteers quite structured really mm-hmm. and say right okay you've gone back to work in Jaguar Land Rover and you work nights um, but you know what what, what what's your skill set what, what what you do you know and we, we've had people who've been in like IT or, or people who've been in the building industry and they might go well do you know what I can't really do the the, the 15 hours a week that I've been doing yeah yeah but do you want me to keep an eye on your website or do you want do you, do you want me to manage your social media yeah because I can do that overnight or I can do that in my lunch yeah. hour that's another that's a, a, again a, a way of adapting the skill sets of your of your volunteers rather than actually man hours and being there in person people with skills like that with the websites social media it's another way they can they can Definitely. help in it I but never if, thought of that yeah but unless but unless anybody unless anybody comes to them and says it's a, it's a simple thing to just go. What can you commit to? Yeah. But you wouldn't you be surprised on on, on how often th- them conversations aren't had, because um, with all um, due respect to the people who who are running the organisations, they're so busy, just just basically keeping the doors open and, and keeping yeah. it ticking over. They they they, have, they haven't they can't really um, dedicate the time to do that. So we've been looking maybe in the future. Um, to helping out with that mm-hmm. um, and, and getting involved with the with the some of the organisations that we have work with, especially the ones who haven't really needed volunteers in the past. There's about two or three where they run quite lean and they've ran with three or four members of staff yeah. and then they've ended up with like 20 volunteers coming in to help with the food distribution and to help um, with, with transport and things like mm-hmm. that. But, the, but now they've diversified like we have because we'd never we'd never looked at food we'd never we'd, yeah. never, we'd never had that it just wasn't our thing you know if somebody would have told me six months ago you know we'd be supporting food banks i could i wouldn't have really been able to get yeah. my head around it <laughs> now now i find myself on facebook again yesterday asking for more you know asking for more donations yeah. and continued support yeah i can't remember if we were recording by that time could you just we were talking about that before that people people are going back to their normal lives now aren't they but we've got to understand that there are people who are still kind of struggling. It's not the end for some people, so we do need people to still yeah. provide some non-perishables if they can. Definitely, yeah. yeah. So we, we just put a, a fresh appeal out yesterday because um, we've we've sort of been like mindful of our commitment because I think this is also important because the stuff that we were doing, the, the, the coaching and, and, and the addiction support and the family support, that is still, well, that's that's more more you know needed than mm-hmm. ever really mm-hmm. but the food still is yeah so as a as a business um we're, we're, we're just adapting as well but, but what we've realized is because of the some of the volunteers that we've had um it's going to allow us to continue both lots of support so yeah. we're still doing the online stuff and the remote stuff with the, with the coaching and the mentoring um but obviously now we're, we're, we're slowly we're being able to get in front of people a bit more now yeah. and community centres are slowly starting to reopen so we're still doing that but but we are still going to do the food so yeah so we've said to people listen lockdown's easing um, but the but the demand isn't yeah because um, a lot of people I think have just thought well we're through the worst of it now but somebody's somebody's needs in March haven't changed now mm-hmm. and, and, and are going to change for the foreseeable really yeah um, you know, so. so tell us about Clear Futures then. I know we've mentioned a few things like homelessness, addiction, stuff that you consider like your, your main kind of role. Mm-hmm. How did it come about Clear Futures and what is your sort of experience bringing into, bringing into the organisation? Well, it, 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 went, it goes back to, uh, to 2009. Um, so I, I hit me rock bottom in 2009. I was, um, 
I've always been in the hospitality industry, mm-hmm. so um, ended up running running nightclubs and, and, and bars around Liverpool. Yeah, um, and really have just been um, struggling with 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 alcohol and drug addiction. Um, it's sort of been like um, a functioning alcoholic and and and, and cocaine addict, really. Right. Um, is that just from being in that in that kind of industry and in that scene? Yeah, I, th- it... I, th- I think it, it's probably a bit deeper rooted than that, but I, I think that made it easier to do it, and 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 I probably found myself moving towards that industry because yeah. if kind of hiding in plain sight. Yeah, yeah, because it was it was almost acceptable, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I managed it okay, uh, but two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight, um, it just got a grip of me really, um, lost control of it, and. You know, as I say, at me rock bottom in 2009, just about to lose my job. Mrs. was just about to leave me. Um, Mum was trying to get hold of me for four or five days to tell me my brother had cancer and was was, was needed a, a big operation. Um, I'd like, you know, drug dealers after me, and you know, could uh, Tarantino wouldn't wouldn't make the film. I don't yeah. think. probably wouldn't believe it. So, um, so I just, you know. I, just, I knew I needed to change. Um, fortunately, stumbled across um, Cocaine Anonymous mm-hmm. um, and, and walked through their doors in March 2009. Um, knew that I needed to make massive changes um, and just, just got it. Yeah. You know, need, need, needed to understand it. So what, um, happened, what happened for you to acknowledge that? What, what was it that, can you pinpoint what it was that you thought things have got to change now? Yeah, I think, I think it was just... If I was to be honest, I was probably just just like we we talk about people's rock bottoms being different. Um, you know, some people's rock bottom is they end up homeless and you know the 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 they're on the street. Some people's rock bottom is they break into the last million pounds. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mine was mine was a combination of things, um, and I think it was the harsh reality that I was losing everything around me that was dear to me. Yeah. Um, and I knew I needed to do something about it, and I tried many times and failed. Um, but but this time I, I I knew if I didn't do what I was doing, and sometimes when I do my motivational speaking, I say, you know, for the turn left, I'd have ended up in jail. If I'd have turned right, I'd, I I honestly believe it would have killed me. Right. Um, the circles I was I was mixing in, um, and what I was doing to to my body, uh, I just couldn't couldn't have um, sustained that really. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think yeah, it was a combination of a lot of things, um, but I was shown that there was an answer, um, and I was ta- I was taken through a program, um, which has actually massively helped me and helped a lot of people, you know, throughout the last, you know, um, eleven years or so. Yeah. Um, because what I've managed to do is I've used my life experience, uh, combined with the program that I was shown, um, to to create, um. You know, a a program of recovery, right? Um, mix, mixed in with um, with some of the life coaching skills that I picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my life, my life experience, and my addiction recovery experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it. What what's really powerful is um, Clear Futures has become so much more than 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 just recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's 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 become. Uh, you know, much, much more in depth than that. Um, it's still based a lot around motivation. Yeah. Um, but it's it. You know, a lot of the time I find myself not speaking about alcohol and drugs, which I think is really important. Yeah. Um. You know, we 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 say that we um, we're in the people business. Um. You know, and whether you're homeless or whether you're the CEO, you know, of a of, of a blue chip company. Yeah. We've still all got. Same, you know, <laughs> Course, yeah, same yeah. problems. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, so, so that I, I like that, but honestly, it's just been it's been a an unbelievable time, really. I, I I've enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah. And some of the people that I've met, the likes of yourself, and 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 some of the people that we've got around us, um, it's just like I bounce up every day, you know, <laughs> and I just like I, I just honestly I just buzz about everything yeah. that we do. It's interesting. I've been uh, so I've been watching a, a guy called Paul Mort online, doing like some online coaching and stuff. And, and one of his big things is waking up in the morning. How we do, how do we create energy in the morning? So mm-hmm. you're just talking about getting up and buzzing for the day. 
how do we create that energy? And that energy can come from obviously enjoying what you do for a living. It can come from changing states or getting up, having a cold shower or listening to a motivational song. And I think it's important that we do wake up with energy in the morning and we're not just half assing the, the day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I like and if, you, that. if you've got purpose, like you've got a purpose to go and help people, mm. you can be buzzing, you can take charge of the day. But it was just an interesting way of looking at it. How do we create energy in the morning? Definitely. I've never you know really mean? thought about that, but I think, I think it, what it ties in with is a lot of stuff that we talk about. Um, it, it, it's about being aligned, isn't it? Yeah. And it's about like if if you if you've gone to bed the night before with a load of stuff on your on your mind because because maybe of that that your your life is is chaotic for mm-hmm. whatever reason or it's not structured or there's an area that you're ignoring and you haven't dealt with, then. You, you, that that's going to play on your mind when you wake up so it's interesting that I've n- never really thought about that yeah just a different way of looking at things that I'd never thought about before but like we all know you, you can wake up kind of if you're not that motivated with what you're doing for, for a living and a lot of people aren't aren't they people yeah. just see job as a, a means to an end isn't it but we wake up and you kind of just ease into the day before you know it, it's dinner and then before you know it again you're cooking your tea and you're going back to bed again but how can we create energy during the day definitely yeah. and I think that's also interesting like because it brings everything into play then, doesn't it? Because you might be waking up thinking, well, I'm not looking forward to going to do my job. Well, I'd be saying to somebody, well, can you do anything to make your job more interesting? Yeah. Or, is you know, what else can you do? Yeah. What? Why, why are you doing that? Yeah. You know, what are your interests? What are your hobbies? Yeah. Can you tie that in? Or, you know... I love that because it's about reframing, isn't it? Mm. So like, if we if we think of something where I've not got an opportunity to be, to be excited about something today... Well, if you can reframe that to, well, that's good because I can I can put something in place that to be excited about. Definitely. Yeah. And it's like if you if it really is that bad, something small is gonna make a, is gonna have a massive impact. It's actually it's actually easier for somebody like that to make changes than it is for somebody who's highly motivated. Yeah. Because you know I'm sure we all have days. I I have mornings where I just wake up and I just think, even though as much as I enjoy what I do. For whatever reason, just think I'm just not feeling it today. Yeah, yeah. But but then it's it's what the the important thing is is being aware of that. Um. So I, and again, what I've learned over the last eleven or twelve years is to understand my emotions more mm-hmm. and understand how I feel. If I'm tired, go for a sleep. Yeah. You know, like listen to your body. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And I I speak a lot to people about that, and just especially people that I'm that I'm working with that I'm coaching, um. You know, especially from from an addiction point of view, um, your body is changing because mm-hmm. you you the, you know you've had a chemical imbalance in your body because of these substances that you've been putting in. Yeah. So so is that kind of the the process then? Because it's something that I'm not really like familiar with ad- addiction issues and stuff. So when you're trying to get people into recovery and people are recovering, is that the kind of thing that you're promoting to listen to the body more, like and change the, the crooks almost is that what you what yeah you're looking a, at doing? A, lot, a lot of it's like um you know habitually you know so so habitual so they'll go well i do that because that's what i do like i have a i have a like you hear people say i love to have a cigarette after yeah. i've had a meal that's just because there's that's their pattern their habits yeah, their, yeah routine. So, so other people will think well i go to pub after work i have five pints or i have six pints mm-hmm. so a lot of the time with people it it, it, it it's breaking that cycle um, but 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 also it's 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 about people understanding more about why they're doing what 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 they're doing. Yeah. But what what I what I try and do is make them make them understand of the damage on the the early days. I try and talk about the damage that they're doing and and the effect that they're having physically mm-hmm. and mentally on themselves. Um, and it's 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 difficult um to sort of break that sometimes. But the rewards are amazing yeah. because what you'll find is once somebody can go a day or two days, and 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 the the experience that a tiny bit of clarity, and they go wow, that's they can experience the benefit of yeah, and 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 then and then I feel as if our job is then is to develop that. Mm-hmm. Go well, listen, if you do, if if you think that's good, wait till you've done this. Yeah. So it works on different levels, and sometimes we'll use different methods obviously with different people some some clients that I work with it's um, we focus more on on the negative so them re- reminding themselves on where it's going to take them 
if they continue to do what they're doing. Yeah. Some people work better thinking about the positives. If they yeah. do this, that's what they'll do. That's what they'll do. But they're they're basically just tools that we'll use um, to suit the individual because you'll get a feel for the for yeah. what's going to work for that yeah. person. And that's um, interesting, isn't it? Because they, they talk about that when we, we look at motivation, people move towards pleasure or move away from pain. So mm. if you understand how the individual or even being aware of yourself, how you get motivated, you can use that in your life as well, can't you? If you want to do something, are you motivated by the pain of doing it so you can achieve a goal that way? Mm. Or you're motivated by moving towards the result and the pleasure of it? Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, when we work through, um, we have a program called... Um, addition not addiction um so that's um a mix of of life coaching really um and mentoring with 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 a recovery um thread going mm -hmm. through it and we've had some really good results from that um and again that that's that's just making people aware um of, of what damage they've been doing to the people around them to themselves yeah you know how sort of destructive their their, their, their actions have been um, and and basically the rewards that, that that are there waiting for them and the changes that are there waiting for them. Mm -hmm. um, but again, you know, it's not just about addiction. That can just be, you know, people who who are just, you know, need motivating. Yeah. And and and, and need change. Um, so that's why I really like that program because it can it can basically you can speak to anybody about that. Yeah. Because because mo most people would like to change something or if not change like because we've worked with some real high achieving motivated people and then i i, I flip it then and say well well you know can you be better <laughs> you know i'm sure you've come across that yeah, yeah. You know, with, in, in 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 martial art and, yeah. and in sports where you can go well you, you know you're at the top of your game you know like i was speaking to somebody about like you know football teams or rugby teams that are flying you know, we're, we're, we're in quite a fortunate area at the moment with like, with Saints and, yeah, and, and yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. And you know, that, that, that we, we, we touch on that a lot, but you know, be able to go to them, well, that's fine, but, but what else have you got? What's the next percent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. so that's like, that's what blows my mind because, you know, one day we can be talking with somebody who, who, who needs to make them wholesale changes mm -hmm. like I did, but then in the afternoon or the day after we might be talking to somebody who's, from the outside looking in, yeah, you know, has, has, has got its sussed, yeah, you know, but just go, well, what else is there? And normally, when you scratch um, beneath the surface, even them top performing performers will have something if 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 they're open and honest enough. Yeah, definitely. That, 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 it's kind of when you look at all our aspects of our life, like financial, social, emotional, physical, all that that balance of all them aspects. There's always something that's maybe out of line with with the rest of them, isn't there? Definitely. We can always work on improving our relationships more with our family, or maybe our physical health, or the the social aspect, or the financial. Mm. Yeah. Because I like that people, trying to find the balance in. Yeah, people yeah. Will have different priorities, won't they? Mm -hmm. You know, so like, you know, the the, the two hundred thousand pounds a week that the Premier League footballers on is probably of no interest to to to, to a different to another person because they're not yeah they, they don't need that they're not driven by that yeah yeah, yeah. and they don't really value that yeah and it, everybody's completely different and i think that's that's what's um so interesting about what we do definitely because you know it's funny you mentioned values there because i was reading a book um i'm reading a book currently actually and uh it's called the values factor and people when you say about what are your values and people just throw out like or honest uh, integrity well they're not really your values they're just general things that you should be living up to anyway really mm -hmm. whereas your values are always identified by your behaviors so if, for example someone who gets up in the morning and makes the bed they value like tidiness and making the bed in the morning someone else might not value that as much but i value people turning up on time mm -hmm. punctuality whereas someone else might not value that as much so your mm -hmm. values are always shown in your behaviors yeah, and it's yeah. something that i was like fucking hell i never like actually thought about like yeah. like that before yeah yeah i yeah. like that so if someone looks at everything they're doing a day, the behaviours, they'll be able to suss out the values yeah, and yeah. what's important to them. And I think that's yeah. what bring like we we, um, we promote journals a lot, you know, um, and you know I think again that that that's where they come in mm -hmm. because you you can basically if you if you put you put your emotions down and you're logging them, then you can, you can work through them then and and as you say you might 
you'll pick values out of that as well, yeah. won't you? Because if you're putting down how you, how you feel and how people have made you feel, then you, you, you're able to identify more, maybe some areas. You can kind of reverse engineer, can't you? And say, well, they made me feel like that. That means I must have this belief. I value this more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, we, we have a thing. Um, we, we talk, I talk a lot about the, uh, the serenity prayer. Right. Um, so, it's, you know, it, some people see it as religious, but, you know, other people don't. And it's basically... Um, Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah. Well, I, I use that so so many times. It's heavily influenced by stoicism, isn't it? And, yeah. and controlling the controllables. Definitely, yeah. because yeah. you know, far too often, people pe- people get bogged down with stuff that they can't change. Yeah, I mean, my wife have just spoke about that recently, and like we had a conversation where Laura does try and control things that are, are out of her control mm. and I'm guilty of it sometimes but it's understanding like you said having that awareness that coronavirus can I control it I can't control it what can I control is our house our family mm. and all that kind of stuff like yeah my emotions my thoughts about it definitely yeah you know and that no. that, that, that comes into absolutely everything every yeah. walk of life yeah you know every situation not just you know uh, you know pandemics but day-to-day living was that from Cocaine um, Anonymous that you kind of yeah, yeah, started looking yeah, that, at that, that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was through like, uh, through the, it was actually used a lot through the uh, the 12 step program that, 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 that Alcoholics Anonymous used yeah. as well. Is it the same program that they're using? The, yeah, the yeah, yeah, so just yeah. replace the, 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 the alcohol with, uh, yeah. with, with, with cocaine. Um, but as I say, um, the program that we've sort of, the adaptation that we've, that we've done um, has sort of made, created it as more of a general program which which is what what i like yeah um so it could just be somebody that's just got themselves into a bit of a rut or they've, they've made some bad decisions with, with 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 relationships you know um and a lot of it stems around honesty mm-hmm. um being honest with yourself yeah and being honest with the people around you and i think if you can use that as a basis um and try and live your life as honestly as you can then other stuff tends, other good stuff tends to follow. Yeah. Um, and we talk about like uh, progression, not perfection. So you know, um, I say that you know, some some days I'm just a nightmare. You know what I mean? I I just like if I'm tired. Yeah. You you know you don't want to be around me really, but but I understand that and I know that. So sometimes I'll say to me missus or to me daughters, well I'm 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 so sorry I'm just. I'm a bit on one this afternoon. I'm a, yeah. I, I'm a, I've got a lot on my head. I'm a bit tired. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if I snapped at you then. Yeah. And then you can deal with it. But 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 quite often people don't do that. And you know you hear the old sayings like don't go to don't go to sleep on an argument and things like that. But I think you know having that level of of honesty across your life or or or, or a greater percentage of honesty. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, you know like. Um, I have the, you know, like uh, people talk about yin and yang, and you know, and it's like a little bit of bad, a lot of good, mm-hmm. a lot of good, and a little bit of bad. Yeah. So you, you're not, you know, you know, you're not striving for perfection because we've all got little areas where we exactly, go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. But, but if you're aware of that, I think that's that's huge. Yeah, definitely. You could use the analogy that, like, if you're trying to make trying to make a grand, but you only make nine hundred quid. You're gonna be gutted because you've not actually made a grand or mm. you've made nine hundred quid. It's still that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 you know. So I think there's like there's there's all that side side of it as well. But it's just like um, I could probably sit here for a bit. But you, your your mistress will be coming home from work and we'll yeah, she'll let you start it at night this morning. I'll end up with a beard like yours. <laughs> this was long during lock. I went through lockdown with a stage of like not growing it, not um, shaving it, and uh, it got too much. I thought I could handle having a full manly beard, but nah. Nah, it's, nah. <laughs> So talk to us about falconry. Right, okay. Because that's really interesting. That's something I'm fascinated in. Yeah, yeah. I've got a little bit of experience where I work in Lee. We used um, eagle owls and, and birds of prey to teach kids sort of the responsibility of looking after themselves and being responsible for something other than themselves. Brilliant, but yeah. tell us how, tell us your uh, experience yeah, yeah. in Falconer. Well, basically, so as I said earlier in 2009, it we rock bottom. Uh, I was fortunate enough to, to, to get a couple of months sobriety under my belt. Um, and then I just got all this new energy that I didn't know I had. Started walking everywhere. So I was like, said to me, like we, we, we live, we're, we're lucky we live out in the sticks a little bit. So I was like walking through woods and walking down country lanes. So mm-hmm. I said, listen, a guy walking on his own through the woods 
is probably going to get the you know the police phone. Yeah. A fella walking through the woods with a dog is a fella just walk taking the dog, <laughs> his dog for a walk. So we went. So we went to the. That's rest. mad, that isn't it? We have that perception. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone on their own walking down Sankey Valley, and I'm like, "Where's he going? He's on his tod. What's he up to?" So probably, yeah. But put a dog in his hand, and it's like, "Oh yeah, nice." And I've, yeah. I've always been interested in in um, in animals, loved animals, and and I've always been obsessed with wildlife. So uh, we went to the um, the animal rescue, um, and we rescued the dog. I thought it was quite quite uh, amusing. I we called, we called him. I called him Charlie. Because obviously the, the cocaine. Yeah. So I had this Welsh collie, which I had, and then my addictive personality kicked in, and then we got another one, and then we got another one. So I ended up with three dogs. So I started training them, um, and through that I got to know a couple of people that were that, that were flying birds of prey, and I was like, I, I, I always remembered back. It's funny the way your mind takes you back to to to, to a place, and I remember um, when the. The girl, our girls were only like two and five, two and four, five. Went to North Wales to the uh, Welsh Mountain Zoo, mm-hmm. and he said, it "Comes on the tan, right? The uh, the bird of prey display is about to start." So I was like, you know, grew up near the docks in like in Littleland. Was thinking, you know, like pig- pigeons weren't hard enough to fly by. Yeah. Never mind, you know, falcons and hawks. So I was like, I was like pushing the kids out the way. And I was just like mesmerized by this guy flying, doing this birds of prey flying yeah, display. Yeah. So, like, literally got him in a headlock when he'd finished and just went, What are you doing? <laughs> and he was like, What do you mean? I was like, What is this? And he was going, This is my job. And I was like, This is the coolest job. Yeah, yeah. I want your job. <laughs> so, and then all them years after, I remembered that. So, with the obviously the benefit of the internet, I started researching falconry and I taught myself falconry basically. Yeah. Joined the British Falconers Club, which fortunately only met um, a few miles away from where I live. Started going there, and thought, "Wow!" And then I realised, like, um, I know you're 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 probably just about old enough to remember this, but it was like the Kez factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so so Kez. so so and, and it, just old enough. To <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Yeah, your granddad told you. <laughs> so so I was thinking, like, there's there's something here. There's, there's, I, I I know that because. Once I got my first hawk, yeah. I could show it to like a three or four year old child, and they'd be like really impressed. And I could show it to a fifty year old, you know, bouncer from town, and he'd be the impressed because the child yeah, yeah. would come out of him. Yeah. So I was like, so, and this was before I'd even thought about doing anything with yeah. like clear futures or, or 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 working as a coach or anything. So before you get into how you you use the the falcons and the birds of prey. How did you teach yourself how to do falconry? <laughs> it, well, it was it was basically I just I bought a load of books, just went online, ordered some books. There's some like classic books that are like right. you know, 60, 70 years old. They're like the Bibles, you know, of of, of falconry. Um, and actually, the art of it is quite simple, and I kept it quite simple. You you, you just you, you go through a process, right? And 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 it's it starts with 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 gaining the trust of the of the bird. And, and 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 vice versa. So you've got to you've got to build that bond. Yeah. Now, obviously, moving forwards, you've just touched on using it with the owls and things, where you've got that 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 trust element, um, which you know in some individuals has been lost. Yeah. So 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 we 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 can draw a lot of similarities between training a bird to prey or training a dog mm-hmm. with, with 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 some some attributes that that actually you know we we, we need. Uh, as human beings, yeah, definitely. So, 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 so I learned that, um, and then I joined. So I remember somebody saying to me, "The last thing you need to buy is the is the hawk," because because as human beings, we tend to do things, especially as blokes, we tend to do things the other way around. So we buy a hawk. What am I going to do with yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so I was like, right, okay, so. I joined the British Falconers Club, went That's out on field that. meetings with them, yeah. and watched other people do it. And then, then I bought the 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 the, the muse or the Avery where I was going to put it, and I bought all the equipment. Taught myself how to tie the knot. Understood how to look after the equipment. Mm-hmm. Understood how to look after the bird. And then I was ready then to get me fit, buy my first one. Researched the breeder. Uh, researched what, what the best age was to buy the bird. Um, and the reasons why, yeah. which again I could bore you with for another week. <laughs> um, and then, and then I got the bird, 
and then I made loads of mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got scars and you know to prove it. Yeah. But you know, did it and and and, and successfully flew it and hunted it. And That's amazing. That, that was like that. That was massive. Yeah. Um, Do you need a permit then to be able to like fly no, in areas no, and that? No. No. Well, you, yeah, you need permission. Right. So you need permission from the landowner because it's illegal because you're trespassing basically. Oh, right. And there would be certain areas where the there may be bylaws where to, to, to where you can't hunt. You've got to be aware of all that. Um, but no, as as and this is another thing which I found interesting and quite disturbing and in, in equal measures um, that the falconer doesn't need to be licensed. So right. me and you could jump in the car now, drive up to the, the you know the borders in Scotland and, and buy a golden eagle. Right. Um, wow. and, and I've had one of them as well. <laughs> um, but 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 the bird's got to be licensed. So different birds will need different. Um, certification depending right. on where they come from and what they are but the actual person doesn't but when I looked into that I actually spoke to somebody who sits on like um, a hawk board who, who who liaises with central government on, on, on matters around falconry mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he gave me a really good answer when I asked the question why falconers don't need to be licensed and he said because it obviously isn't enough of a problem yeah so 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 so, so that so that I like that because that meant that People are doing it correctly, aren't they? And people are following the rules and yeah. researching it, like yourself. Yeah, yeah. The vast majority are doing what I did yeah. and getting it right. So that was good. So, um, so yeah. So I taught myself that, but I realised early on that there was a, there, there was something in it, and 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 I, I got into it. If I was to be honest, um, more to 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 be able to use it um, as a, as a tool to engage people. Because even though I was I was obsessed with falconry. I, I, I was equal, equally obsessed with, with how it made people feel. Yeah, like you used the example before of the child and the bouncer. They all have the same reaction when it comes to like seeing a golden eagle or a, That's a, a falcon or whatever yeah, like yeah. that. So, 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 so I knew early on that, that it was going to be a good way of engaging people. And then all I've done is I've just developed that. Yeah. So, so we've included that in Clear Futures. And it's a big part of Clear Futures, even though it's probably only a small percentage now of, 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 the, of delivery. Yeah. Um, it is it is a big part for me because it's 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 a big part of my of my journey really. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, be- what was the Golden Eagle like? Oh, she was amazing. I, 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 I'm still I still see her. I'm still in touch with her because uh, again I could I could go on about this phrase, but I, I built a bird of prey. I created a bird of prey center from scratch, and I built it up as as a community venture, mm-hmm. and I had volunteers running it with me. This was before Clear Futures, yeah. um, and I've. Uh, three years ago, I relocated it um, to another community um, venture, uh, and the two volunteers that I trained as falconers and negotiated jobs for them. Yeah, so nice. I, so so I moved my stock of birds to another place, relocated it, and I, and I've and I've basically let them run with it. So I'm still in touch with them. Yeah. Um. But uh, Eva was um, um a golden eagle crossed with a step eagle, um, but. She was just amazing, you know, like um, six foot wingspan. Um, she was, but we, we we ended up we we we. How fly? How far would you like? Would she fly away before coming back? Well, she obviously she must be out of sight. You yeah. can't see where she's gone. In, like, in, in the in the wild, obviously they'll cover like they'll cover tens of miles in you know in in a heartbeat. But obviously we, it's got to be a bit more controlled with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we 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 would we would train her probably over like maybe a half mile radius something like that because we've 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 got it you know you touched on something there we've got it we've got to try and keep something like that in sight yeah i remember an old falconer um he said to me like if 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 you fly in a kestrel or a barn owl and it and it, and it gets loose you phone all your mates to, to go and have a look for it and you might phone the local rspca if you fly in a golden eagle and it gets loose you know phone the police like you know or, or, the, or the or the fbi you know because yeah. obviously if, if something like that gets hungry then then, then obviously it's small... like a dinosaur in it basically it's a dinosaur that's, that's like evolved to live with us <laughs> so, so if that's if that's hungry yeah uh, is, is that really going to tell the difference between a rabbit and, a and somebody's cat or a baby yeah. Yeah, you know what i mean jesus um so uh, you know that that that's the extreme, and it never it never happens, it never comes to it's that. A fantastic because, bird, though, isn't it? It's oh, a beautiful stunning. animal, like. But just yeah. ev- everything about me, and I've got a little, probably my favourite bird of prey um, is the little barn owl. Mm. You know, I've got a, a, I've scaled it right down now, so I've just I've just got um, a hawk um, 
grace that I use with the groups, and I've and I've um, I've got the, the my barn owl which I, which I keep at home. Yeah. So she she's just like unbelievably <laughs> tame, and just like I just never get bored of picking her up. Yeah. Um, and and you know she the the, the young young children love her as well. Uh, you know because she she's just like a little teddy bear on your yeah. on, on your hand like. So I'm just in the middle of training her um, to fly free at the minute. Um, but yeah, so. It's um and, and we 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 we've delivered programs um and we've we've got some programs coming up as well where we're going to be working we're going to be using them based around an animal assisted therapy model yeah um I have German pointers as well so the gun dogs as well we use and we get people to understand the bond between you know the human and the dog yeah. and the bird to prey and also the bond between the, this one's good is the um the partnership between the falconer, the bird of prey, and the dog. So, so one of one of the old one of the books that I I have probably read about um, that partnership between the three, um, and what they say is, and I've done this when I had a goshawk, is um, the, the 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 three the the bird, the dog, and the human being um, can't be in competition with one another. So I've had it where when I when I when I'm bonding with the, with the hawk and the dog, we all eat at the same time. Right, so yeah. when so when we go out hunting, I take the dog's food with me. I take the food for the hawk and I take my pack lunch. So one's never looking at someone else eating. No, I think I ne- my... never in competition. Oh, that's amazing, that. Because sometimes what will happen is if the hawk if the hawk is eating food, the dog's probably going to want it. Mm-hmm. If the dog's eating something, the hawk might want it. And 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 it was like, so how does that work? So if you're eating your food and they're not, they're thinking. What's he doing? There's no trust with you then because they're like, well, he's got food, have we not got any? That's right. So 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 again, that again that that that's about so so again all the stuff that we can bring in with groups. Do you know what that just blew me head off that? Because Teamwork. you have the same thing in the military where like there's a there's a, a leadership principle that like leaders will eat last. So everyone else eats and then the leader will eat last Thank after everyone else has, has ate. That. So they create that where the if the leader ate first, then everyone will be like He's not, he's not one for the yeah. lads, is he? Do you know what I mean? He's yeah, getting yeah. his feed in and first place. And if something happens now, he's going to be all right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas leadership principles, like the leader will eat last. Mm. Let the men and the, the units eat first. Yeah, yeah. And then, and that creates that trust and that relationship as well. Then, Definitely. Like, yeah. And, 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 yeah, and that respect, yeah. Yeah. No, no, I didn't know that. But like, so, so I, there, was like a, there was like a real sort of powerful moment where I had a Gossor, the German pointer and me, and we were, we, we were up on a moor <laughs> In um in Yorkshire yeah. in the in the in the Dales and it was just like I could just see right down the valley. It's like a real defining moment for me really. I was on my own and like some sun was high in the sky but it was like a crisp day, cold day. And like the birds there, you know, with its with its talent into a bit of a bit of raw meat. Yeah. The dog the dog's there having its bowl of food and I'm sat there with me with me flask of soup and me, and, and me, and me sandwich. And at one point I sort of like half made eye contact with 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 two of them, so like the bit the bird sort of like looked up to check what the dog was doing, and the dog was looking at me, and I was just like, "Wow, I'm having this." You oh man, just, just had a shiver down my spine then with that. I was like, I just and it and wow. I, that that's like that 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 sticks in in, in my head. Yeah. That, and I I don't know about you, but I I I have like I have moments like calm moments that I. I keep in my head. I think it's a recovery thing for me because I speak to a lot of clients about uh, about tools um, and 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 not 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 just about addiction, just having like positive and negative um, memory bank. Yeah. So if you're just about to do something that you know you probably shouldn't do, um, do do one of two things: either remind yourself quickly where it's going to take you, or or from a negative point of mm-hmm. view, or what effect it's going to have on the people around you, or have the memory bank of thinking, if I don't do this, I'm going to be able to do this, 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 and this, yeah. and that's going to be really cool. Yeah. So, 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 so sometimes when I need the a good memory, that's probably in my top three. That's one of your anchors, like yeah, where yeah, I yeah. just go, you know, that sort of like that 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 serene moment where nothing else mattered. Nothing else was going on around me. It was just that and us. Yeah. And I, you know what I mean? And I was like... It's mad when we talk about like mindfulness and being present and being in the moment. 
that obviously for you, you were so like in tune in that moment then. Mm. You caught their eyes just mm. giving you that look, all feeding, all mm. eating at the same time. Mm. Not thinking about the past, not dwelling on the future. No. Just in, present in that That's moment. There, like, yeah. yeah. But I have a similar kind of, nothing to do with dogs and golden eagles and kestrels and that. But um, we went walking a while ago when I used to be in the, the police, we went walking down the South Coast on, on our rest days, our days off. And I just remember there was like a little sandy bay. Um, we'd walked down the side of this cliff. The other two lads we were walking with had gone off a little bit. And I was just sat in this field looking at the, the wave, looking at the sand and the waves. And I just had a quiet moment with myself. I was in tune with my breath. And there was no other noise. There was no traffic. There was nothing. All I could hear was the waves. It was silence, and I always go back to that moment. If I'm a bit a bit stressed or whatever, like or getting worked up, I visually take myself back to that place, and Brilliant. it's the first time I've really experienced quiet. Mm. There was no traffic, no hum of traffic or anything. Mm. There wasn't anybody talking. There was no voices, and I could just hear like the waves and the the breeze and that. And it was quite powerful, really. Brilliant. But I go back to that moment yeah, sometimes. Yeah. And, so that's very similar. Yeah, because it's just as you say, what whatever it is, the fact that. If you are in that position where where you are feeling a bit anxious, um, just to basically transport yourself back to there, yeah, it's exactly the same as what I've done, isn't it? Mm-hmm. With the, with, with yeah, the, yeah, and it's exactly the same as when I when yours I, is yours is better though. Everyone eating at the same time, a little eye contact with the bird not, and I've the dog. Got to be honest with you, I made it up. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to out trump you. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's like um, I, th- I think it's like it, it, it is, and I, I I use that a hell of a lot mm-hmm. with with it with, and I think it's something that you can use with with any individual. Yeah, just to go, yeah, but just like there must be something. There's got to be something there, or there's there's got to be some stage of your relationship or or, or or your life. And again, it doesn't have to be massive things. That's that's what I love about what we do. So some people need wholesale change. Yeah, some people just need tweaking a little bit. Mm-hmm. To make it better than it can be. Yeah, definitely. So, so, so all of that stuff can can you, you can talk to people about on 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 levels from you know, and that, and that, I think that's that's why uh, I love what we do. You know, it's, uh, yeah, definitely. The, the, something that came out of a podcast I did the other week with a, with Justin McKeown, who's um, leadership and teamwork consultant, and he said purpose is always about people. Mm. So, like helping people. Is always going to give you purpose. It's always going to give you drive and mm. a reason to get up in the morning. Mm. Yeah. So where does Clear Futures? Obviously, we've spoke about what's kind of happening after lockdown in terms of we still need people um, to donate stuff. We still need a help. Where else is Clear Futures looking to go in the future? Well, I think probably continuing with what we've done and developing what we've done. So still, still doing the you know the personal development stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Still doing the coaching, I feel like that's a massive part of what we do. Yeah. Um. Obviously, the the the, the mental health stuff. Um. You know, we've worked closely with 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 Saints with with, with Saints oh, rugby, rugby, rugby league. Um. We we've had um, a program there called Team Talk. Um. So I'm quite I'm quite involved. Um. With 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 Saints, so we're looking to really develop that. Um. But also, I I, I just think. Um, we we will still get it be involved with with the, with the hubs that we've been supporting yeah. through. And sorry, team talk is a, a men's mental health talking group, isn't well, it? Yeah. Well, we're we're not we're not particularly. Um, it 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 it's open to. to oh, it's okay. Sorry, really. Yeah. It what it was going to be originally, but I think we're just going to be right across the community, really. Yeah, yeah. And the, the way we sort of see it, I think moving forward is, um, you know. It, it could it could be to to a group of uh, of teenagers or it could be to a group of of, of, of senior citizens yeah the way I see it the way I see clear futures um is it's me it's it's it, I, I live and breathe it yeah, yeah so it's whenever I, you know it's whenever I, I leave the house really um but it's you've got that that experience that lived experience so, so it is mm. like Clear Futures is your journey, isn't it? And you're De- like trying to impart that on other people. And definitely, and yeah. I know it probably sounds, you know, might be a bit corny, like, uh, but it, it's just, it, 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 it's, it's not a career. It's, it's a way of life. Yeah. And I think when you do what we do, um, I think, I think to, to, to do it successfully and, 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 and to do it fulfillingly, I think that's the way it's got to be. Yeah, definitely. It's, it, it, it's, it's not, it's not something that you clock on and off with this. It's just, um, it's an extension of us. I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. And 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 I think um, 
the people who get it right, in my experience, are the ones who, who, who don't have to think too much about it. You just do it because that that's what that's whatever their purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever we've done has brought us to where we are. Um, you know, and, and, and that's why we've got that passion and that drive and I think that's yeah. what that, that that's what takes us forward and that's what makes us um you know um as 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 good as as, as we can be really I, I mean you know we don't always get it right but I, I just think when you when you when you're driven with, with with control passion um i think i think you can only you can only be a, a benefit to, yeah, to the yeah. community really yeah. it's interesting listening to the language that you use because um again reading reading recently about the way people use use language and you've used driven and drive a lot there and it's deeper than motivation, isn't it? So when people mm. talk about motivation and I'm motivated to do this, motivation comes and goes. You might be motivated to go for a run, but as soon as it starts raining, the motivation wanes. But if you're driven and you you talk about passion and drive, then you're going to do these things regardless, aren't you? Definitely. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting just listening to the language. And I think using. also that um, <clears throat> that comes across as well because, you you know, that, that, that can become quite infectious, that. Mm-hmm. Because if, if you're around positive people long enough... Like it, it's like uh, I used to uh, work with a guy, and he used to call people that were negative uh, dream stealers. Right, which I thought was really yeah. Good. I've heard dream. What's that? Dream stealers. Dream stealer. Mood hoovers. I've heard that one as well. <laughs> Mood hoovers. <laughs> but like you know, so so I just I just think if you can, but but again, you know, going back, we we, we won't always be like this, mm-hmm. these really driven, motivated people will yeah, we? Yeah, I know. But 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 if we, if it's we, like you said, if we've got these tools though that we're aware of that we can use to to switch our state again mm-hmm. using the whether it's the, the mindful moments of the falcon and the dog or whatever Definitely. we can have these these things that we can reframe and use that to to pick us back up again that's it and if you can yeah. share that with somebody I, th- I think you know that that that's that's where it becomes um you know so much more beneficial than just doing it for yourself when you when Definitely. you can actually explain to somebody why you do it and see see somebody take that on board and it enhanced their lives. Yeah. I think that's that that that's where we get the buzz. Because it's like anything, whatever your job is, you know, if you if you can show somebody something and then step back and what and watch somebody improve on the back of that, yeah. That's a nice amazing, feeling. It? Yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter what you do yeah. and what, what your job is, does yeah. it? Yeah, I know. So it's um And that builds up in your what can, what term can I use? In your cookie jar. So when you're feeling down, you can go in your cookie jar and pick out that win for you. You know what I mean? You helped such and such a body, improve Definitely. their life, feel better. And that builds on you as well, doesn't it? And then it? I, I talk about, I was speaking to someone, done a, a session with a, with a lad yesterday, uh, and we were talking about the ripple effect. So we, so we, I, I, I use this, um, I, I, when I talk to someone about that, I go, well, you know, like if you throw a stone in and you get that ripple, mm-hmm. I said, but when, when, you, when your life's chaotic and you're making bad decisions, you're throwing a boulder in. Yeah. And it's creating like, you know, massive waves which are knocking people, you know, off 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 the surfboards. Yeah. When when that. now now when you're just throwing that stone and then that ripple and it's improving all the people around you because it's so layered that yeah, yeah. because you you you're immediately you it improves your relationship uh, with your immediate family, which changes their lives. Then that reaches out maybe to the people that they work with. Then that motivation that you've created and and that 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 good feeling, they'll go and speak to somebody else about. Yeah. So and and what what he's finding now is is his ripples are going reaching further and further out, and he's hearing the things where it's it's improved somebody else's life who he doesn't even know because someone who he works with knows his journey and they've discussed it over a coffee yeah. at the lunchtime, and this fella spoke to it about his neighbour. It's massive, isn't it? It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's um and that 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 that's where the the sweet spot comes, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um because. In the end, you'll end up touching lives and improving lives that you don't even know you've done. Like you with your podcast, yeah. Somebody will be somebody will be watching that, taking motivation from that, and you'll never ever meet them. And I think I know, I know. With, with 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 having like we're having the internet and, and and we're having these tools around around us with you know the stuff that you're doing. That's what blows my head. Is like you know somebody could be sitting listening to that the other side of the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know it's quite powerful when you think of it like that. Yeah, yeah, it's something I've, I've not really like thought too much into it to be honest. But the reach in terms of the, the social media kind of stuff that you can produce and that is is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And yeah, mm-hmm. if someone can listen to what we're talking about today and 
it, it has a little little change or a little effect on someone's life then that's why we do it isn't it that's it definitely yeah. you know, just, just one, one little thing or just something that makes them think a little bit differently yeah. sometimes can be enough to, 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 to make long long term changes can't it definitely definitely yeah. Yeah. well Martin it's been a pleasure and yeah. it's been great to after March, April, May four months to finally get you sat down and, yeah, and no, to talk to you I've enjoyed it and yeah. uh, you know well done with what you do and I think it's amazing what you're doing incremental gains and uh, wish you all the luck in the future and look forward to working with you oh nice one so if people want to donate or volunteer or help out where can they get in contact with you so basically um, social media uh, we've got quite a quite a strong Facebook uh, following so just uh, clear futures communities um, on Facebook or if you go on the website you can contact me through there so it's um, clearfutures.org.uk and all the contact details are on there sorted I'll put a link anyway on the bottom of the video when it's brilliant. up on YouTube and yeah, that. And we're, we're on Twitter and Instagram as well um, I'm not brilliant on them but I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 that's one of, one of me things when people say what have you learnt in uh, lockdown it was uh, I didn't even know Instagram existed oh, right. until like, <laughs> the middle of March. So yeah. I'm not great at it, but luckily I've got an 18 and a 21 year old daughter who go, "What are you doing? Do this." Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, any of the social media platforms or the website will be great. Yeah, fantastic. Cheers, Martin. Thanks, Thanks very mate. much. Take care. Cheers.